I've been a marriage and family therapist for over 20 years, and I've also been on my own spiritual journey for almost that long. Both of these experiences have taught me that mental and spiritual health are inextricably linked. Without an understanding of our spiritual selves, it is difficult to maintain emotional well-being, as at some point we will face something in our lives that throws us off balance and requires us to rethink why we are here. My wish is to share some foundational ideas that have helped me to make sense of my own life and also have allowed me to work with others in finding success in overcoming their unique obstacles. Perhaps these ideas will also inspire you to see yourself and the world around you a little differently, a little more sweetly. I'm Jenny Carroll. Welcome to my perspective. I'm so very excited to welcome you to the second season of the Jenny Carroll Perspective. In this series, we are going to focus on the different parts of us, the human parts we share that directly influence not only how we experience our lives, but what we experience in our lives. While there is a lot about life we can't control, we often underestimate how much power we actually have in shaping our experience such as how we manage our thoughts and feelings. We are also going to talk about decision-making and how to find clarity and confidence with the tougher decisions we are sometimes faced with. Finally, we are going to look at the idea of authentic empowerment and some of the distorted beliefs and other obstacles that get in the way of working towards achieving this important principle. Let's begin with emotions. Feelings, the part of us that plays a major role in how we understand the experiences we have each day and often the choices we make as a result. Every one of us has a unique relationship with our feelings. And yes, it definitely is a relationship. How we choose to interact with this important part of us goes a long way towards defining the type of lives we lead. What is your relationship with your feelings? Do you identify as an emotional person? Do you find comfort or release in giving yourself permission to feel whatever emotion comes up, good or bad? Or maybe you are someone who avoids emotion at all costs, not at all interested in risking the possibility of having to deal with any uncomfortable, icky feelings that could possibly emerge. Whatever type of relationship we have with our feelings, it tends to be pretty consistent throughout our lifetime. But for many of us, the relationship we have with our emotions is problematic, causing us many more problems than we want or certainly need. So today we are going to explore the different types of relationships we can have with our feelings. Or another way to think about it is the specific strategies we choose to manage our emotions. It's a little ironic because as a therapist in this profession, we are known as pro-emotion. And how do you feel about that is sort of our tagline. So get ready because one of the most interesting things we are going to talk about today is the reality that emotions aren't actually as important as we often think they are. And what is even more vital to understand is that how we manage our emotions can cause us a lot of problems, 
So much so that having an unhealthy relationship with our emotions will absolutely change both the experience and the direction of our lives. Kind of a sobering thought. So fully understanding emotions, what their purpose is, and how best to manage them is a really important part of living life well. The good news is that learning how to have a healthy relationship with our emotions has the power to make everything in our lives easier and ultimately more extraordinary. So why do we have feelings? Think about that question for a moment. What is the purpose of emotion, of feelings? Why do we have them? What are they for? To give us information? To alert us to something we like or don't like or what is good or bad? To make us better people? To help us identify our values, our needs, our expectations? It's interesting. Have you ever really thought about it before? Emotions are a tool. They are a tool that we need to process our experience with the environment. Think about it. Here we are, thrown into all sorts of situations. Good, bad, frustrating, fun, wonderful, joyful, and unfortunately, sometimes not so wonderful or joyful. In order to make sense of all that we are experiencing, we require something to help us sort everything out. And this is where the value or importance of emotions really comes into play. Without our tool of feelings, we would be a little lost, to say the least. We would be pretty disconnected from whatever was happening to us. Maybe that sounds like it could be a good thing, as we would be protected from the pain of negative and difficult emotions. And that would be true, except what would also be true is that we would lack investment in our lives. We would lack investment in our purpose. We would have absolutely no stake in what we were trying to accomplish, succeed at, create, or enjoy. Essentially, we would be robots, intellectually functioning, but without caring. We would be on autopilot. So it can be argued that it is our feelings that essentially give us our humanness without which we would experience a totally different type of existence and one that would void our greatest purpose. So good or bad, emotions are a necessary part of our human experience, an essential part that gives us the ability to process our experiences. But just as important as understanding what emotions are is understanding what they are not. We are not emotions. Emotions, feelings, do not define us, and are not who or what we are. So you may be thinking, yeah, I get that. I am not my feelings. And that's good. Most of us would probably respond the same way. We don't think we are our emotions, but for some of us, we sometimes behave as if we were. Every one of us, I would guess, at one time or another, have over-identified with our emotions and allowed our feelings the power to influence our perspective so deeply that it changed our viewpoint of others, of a situation or circumstance, or of ourselves. When it comes to the relationship we have with our feelings, or how we manage our feelings, we all fall somewhere on a spectrum. 
On one end is complete avoidance. People with this style rarely take the time to acknowledge their emotions. They may have a momentary run-in with a feeling that comes up strong, but just as quickly they will stop, distract, and detour to something else. Often these individuals claim that they are just fine, and maybe things just don't bother me, or I don't need to worry about my feelings, I just move on. If you identify with this relationship style, it's important to understand the difference between being emotionally expressive and being present with your emotions. Acknowledging and processing how you feel in real time does not turn you into an emotional person. You are not all of a sudden going to find yourself sharing your deepest feelings with your boss or your Uber driver. But it's also important to understand that refusing to feel or acknowledge your emotions does not make you stronger or better in any way. It just sets you up to lose power and lose control over your life. And here is why. Ignored feelings do not go away. I will say that again. Ignored feelings do not go away. Avoiding, stuffing, Disconnecting from feelings only gives them the opportunity to sit festering until they decide to emerge again in most likely a particularly less than pretty way. If the growing feelings decide to be directed outward, a person will more than likely experience some version of impatience, irritability, judgment, anger, or even rage. If the feelings choose to be turned inward instead, then there is a good chance there will be resentment, depression, anxiety, addiction, self-harm, or even physical illness. It is also possible to experience a combination of the internal and external versions. Lucky us. And even though the emotions are coming out in unpleasant ways, when this happens, we aren't usually aware of the connection to the actual feelings that are driving the process. Instead, we are more interested and more focused on the facts surrounding the symptoms, the surface reason we feel angry or anxious or ill. Okay, so at the other end of the spectrum are those of us that tend to be so in touch with our feelings that there is frequently an experience of emotional overwhelm. In this type of relationship, there isn't a problem identifying feelings or accessing emotions. Instead, for these kind souls, there is a tendency to get trapped in their feelings. But let me clarify for a minute. Even for people who are able to manage their emotions in the best possible way, there will absolutely be times when an influx of feelings is so great that there is an experience of being overwhelmed. The difference for people who live at this end of the spectrum is that the overwhelm happens frequently, lasts for significant amounts of time, and often leads to a state of paralysis where it becomes difficult to make necessary decisions or access a more balanced perspective. Emotions become the defining experience of their life, whether or not they realize it is happening. It is hard to see themselves as separate from their feelings. While they would probably argue that they are not their feelings, subconsciously there is little separation. As a result, they often see themselves and their relationships with others in a precarious way, not quite trusting their own perspective 
as it is frequently shifting. Feelings are experienced a lot like a roller coaster, taking them up and down and all around at a fast pace, giving them little space to actually find clarity and move forward. Interestingly, for both of these seemingly contradictory relationship styles, at the unconscious level, the fear driving the behavior is identical. That fear is a disintegration of self. For the avoider, it is believed that allowing for feelings will become so overwhelming that they will be unable to function or survive and ultimately will cease to be. For the paralyzer, There is the belief that I am nothing without my feelings, and if I don't prioritize my feelings, I will be rendered meaningless or will cease to exist. Now, to be fair, very few of us would probably be able to acknowledge this deep unconscious fear. Yet, unaware of the forces that drive us at our deepest level, so many of us stay stuck in an unhelpful, unhealthy, and damaging relationship with our feelings. The way out of these unhealthy relationships, the middle ground, is presence. What is presence exactly? Presence is our willingness to give space for our feelings, to work at acknowledging and feeling them in real time, but then, sooner than not, allow them to be released. The analogy of a surfer works great here. Just like the surfer, We must allow ourselves to ride the wave of emotion as it becomes present and grows, and then we stay with it just long enough for it to crest, fall, and become one again with the surface of the ocean, where we then choose to go on our way. When we learn to manage our emotions in this way, we are able to operate from a place of clarity without being weighed down by emotion we no longer need or eventually being thrown off track by feelings we chose to avoid. Okay, you may be thinking, this sounds great, but how do I be present with my feelings when, frankly, I am wired to deal with my emotions in a different way? And I get it. Being aware of the unconscious fear of obliteration probably isn't really helpful. But what we can do is challenge our unwillingness to both allow for our feelings, a struggle for some of us, and also work towards releasing their power, a struggle for others. Remember, feelings are temporary. They pass. We are much, much stronger than even the most intense, most uncomfortable, most horrible of any possible feelings. Once we have made the decision to change our relationship with emotions, the next step is to start noticing, especially if you tend to be an avoider. Begin by making a conscious effort to check in with yourself. Ask yourself, what am I feeling? Where is this feeling coming from? Does it make sense? Let me sit in it for a bit. What happens then? Am I uncomfortable? Hmm. Does the feeling eventually start to go away? For those of us who do not struggle with identifying and allowing for our feelings, but instead become overwhelmed by them, the goal is the same, but the path is a little different. It begins with learning to acknowledge our feelings, but then consciously working to release them. What is important to remember here is this. Validating our feelings comes purely through acknowledgement. 
we do not need to stay in an emotion any longer than is necessary. If this is what you struggle with, it can be helpful to learn to separate from feelings by thinking about the person feeling the emotions. Questions to ask might be, who is this person feeling so sad? What is she experiencing? Can I find some compassion for him? Before we end, I want to make sure to add in a caveat. For all of us, there will be times in our lives where we have an intensely difficult or negative experience that creates an overwhelming cascade of negative emotion. Trauma, grief, or loss of any significance may create such intense and consistent emotion that it may feel impossible to get past. During these times, it is important to be kind and patient with ourselves. There is no need to become frustrated or self-critical if it takes longer than we prefer to work through our emotions and find a place of peace. But it is also helpful to know that even in the depth of sadness or pain, there will always be a path out, as ultimately we can access the greater part of us, the part that is whole and entirely separate from our emotions. Which brings me to the principle of primary awareness. In our most difficult moments, primary awareness continues to be present to support us. Learning to access primary awareness, even on our worst days, will give us the ability to separate even slightly from our feelings and just observe. Primary awareness reminds us that we are more than whatever external circumstances causing our pain, and that ultimately, we can and we will continue our journey ahead. My loving suggestion is to notice your feelings. Notice also the person feeling the feelings. Is there a difference? Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope something in this episode was meaningful or helpful to you. You are light and you are love. Thank you again for joining me today. I do understand that the ideas shared in this episode and any future episodes may generate questions. These concepts are meant to be considered, questioned, absorbed, and hopefully embraced in different ways at different times. This short discussion is meant only to initiate that process. If you do have a question that I might clarify or perhaps answer in a future episode, please don't hesitate to share it in the comments. I sincerely appreciate your input and your participation. If you are interested in the ideas presented today and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing to the Jenny Carroll Perspective. Much appreciation, much love.